right, it's the Fantasy Finish Line, episode number 21. Tonight is October 10th, 2018. And tonight we are busting out. For a fantasy football podcast, what do you say, gentlemen? Hello. All right. So my name is Jason, joined as always by Dave. Uh, it is uh, the Fantasy Finish Line podcast tonight. Our special guest is Mr. Vince Foss. Hi. How are you? Vince, I like how I like how he says for Dave. Us. Like there's just a little bit of disdain there, but like you know, it's fine because we're friends. <laughs> it's, I didn't. It's, <laughs> it's fucking Dave. I, what can I say? The uh, the subconscious comes out when you're on the air. <laughs> That's rude. It's really mean. It's really mean. I was just listening to Anthony Jeselnik's podcast on the way over here. What's a Jeselnik? So I'm probably going to be a no, little no, it's a, it's a more drinking, of an asshole than I normally would be. It's drink five every time you hear Jeselnik? Yeah, Jeselnik's like this one. It's like All right, I'm drinking. strangle a person. That's fine. A Jeselnik is when you strangle a person and uh, hate them. I don't I don't know. It sounds like that, right? Oh, my God. What? What is a Jeselnik? Jason? He's just this guy, you know. <laughs> Anthony Jeselnik, comedian, uh, has a podcast with Greg Rosenthal from the NFL Network. They mostly bullshit, but they do touch on a few NFL topics. It's just a nice light relief from the you know hard NFL like who do you pick up on waivers stuff that I listen to a lot in the, early in the week. Okay, great. So so like Jason said, we have a lot going on tonight, but it's also Jason's birthday, and we're here today to celebrate that as well. So uh, to bring up a, a nice toast, everybody, try pour not to some non-clear try liquor, not to uh, pour, pour the beer on the laptops. You know, I like your style, Vince. What you mean, cheersing mm. with the entire bottle? With the entire bottle <laughs> and drinking, and then following through and drinking from it. Yeah. Oh, we're all doing it. Now. It's a move. It's called a move, Jason. I just want a shot. That's anyway, all. since this is a timely podcast, I wanted to uh, touch on just for a moment. Uh, and Mr. Crinkle says, happy birthday, Jason. So that's a shot for Jason. Uh, thank Marking you, Marking that one down. Uh, touch on Hurricane Michael really quickly. So I know, Jason, you, you like to, uh, to watch the weather events and pay attention to them uh, more than I do. Everyone finds them really interesting, but he's really into it. So I was just curious what's going on with that now as of 9 p.m. Central Time. Has it kind of passed through uh, and dissipated, or is it still going through the panhandle? Or uh, So I believe that the center of the storm at this point should probably be over southern Georgia. So anybody in the Florida panhandle in southern Georgia, in eastern Alabama, you know, you have our thoughts because you are going through a hell of a storm right now. I have, you know, been watching a lot of hurricanes since Katrina, I would say, and I've never seen a hurricane hit land with such high wind uh, before. And the the pictures from Panama Beach City are really, you know, pretty scary. Yeah, a lot my of devastation. My aunt stays in in January for a couple of months at a place called Port St. Joe in Florida, which is right there on the coast. Yep. And the whole thing was pretty much underwater. The house is destroyed. The the restaurants and piers destroyed. The the boats that were still there are are you know heavily damaged. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, thoughts are with you over there in Florida. Yeah, I know a lot of people chose to ride it out down there, and it may not have been the right choice because uh, you know lots of houses, lots of buildings destroyed right along the coast. That's a tough decision. It's not like Rams uh, versus um, what were we Bills, talking about? It's not maybe. like <laughs> Chiefs. 
Rams versus Chiefs in Mexico City. It's not like that's an easier call. Well, it, actually, to me, evacuating <laughs> is a pretty easy call. Let's be honest. If you can, you should. I don't right? want to throw people under the bus who decided to stay, but it, it was a kind of uh, a quick spinner upper. Uh, we've only really known that this storm was going to hit since like probably Saturday or Friday of last week. So unlike Florence, which happened earlier in the year, we had a lot of time. But we're not here to talk about hurricanes. I, I like, hope everyone's okay. Although, I find it funny that you – it's not funny. Hurricane's not funny. But you brought it up like it was like you started watching sports. You're like, I, I've been following hurricanes since the year of like hurricane blah, blah, blah. And it's the like, Miami hurricane? The Mi- you made it seem like it was like, <laughs> like, like a sports season that you've been following. Like I started I, following I, every, There is, is a hurricane kind of... season every year. It's from like June to December. Yeah, yeah. I follow – actually, my sister who works for NOAA, the National Oceanic – Atmospheric Administration uh, will is going to introduce me to the meteorologist down there in Hawaii when I go down there. Right. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, Jason's birthday night, week six preview night. I've got a little something something ale. That's what I'm uh, cooking oh, this very evening. Nice. And I... then we have a couple different bottles of scotch, which we'll be having through the evening. I'm I'm pretty sure. Indeed. So I just am finishing off a noon whistle. Fuzzy smacked Berliner Weiss with peach. I love these sour beers, um, and this is one of the good ones. Uh, I had a great one over the weekend at your guys' concert. That was fantastic. I appreciate that. It was, that was fun. from Unani. Fun time. Unani and Three Beards, great combination. We made it ourselves. Yes. And then I will That's crack open the Golden <laughs> Nugget from Goliath Brewing Company. It's an India Pale Ale. I think we'll probably all have one. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Vince, what are you drinking? Well, first off, I want to say, as it was your birthday, Dave and I decided to get you a bottle of Glenfiddich, the 12 year. So we're drinking Glenfiddich. Pour us a shot. How nice of us. We're doing doing shots of Glenfiddich. Sure. But also, I want to say, I want to say that we are, uh, myself, I am drinking this Irish whiskey called Slain that my brother, who's a regular on your guys' podcast, Sean Foss. Sean Foss, our rookie guy. A rookie. Yeah, Yeah. rookie. Uh, He bought uh, me a bottle of this for my housewarming party. I just moved near. And uh, it's delicious. Fantastic. Well, uh, I'm glad that we have all these delicious whiskeys available for us uh, during the show. Mike uh, says happy birthday to Jason as well from the chat room. And thank you, Justin, in the studio here for pouring us shots. We appreciate you. <laughs> the real hero. <laughs> so so as, oh, we, great. as we get into the shots, you know, we'll cheers uh, each time. Um, and we'll either be cheersing for, uh, for Jason or for some other interesting thing that happens. We can cheers for Vince, who just had a birthday a few days ago. And to Vince. Also, happy birthday to you, Vince. Thank you. I I should mention that I only have disc space remaining on this podcast for 492 hours, so we have to be brief. So, only about another 30 minutes of hurricane talk? Right. (laughs) Um, But let's uh, talk about... uh, What I want to know is, is there a flag that we can watch during the hurricane? Well, like I, I tried to tried to send a flag over, but that flag was not in a very uh, hurricane-y spot. I'm talking like what we need to do is set up an American flag with the camera facing it and just put it out in the storm, but like make the flag out of Kevlar. This so guy's trying to make money. Really, I think that this could be a He's thing. He's like, every time there's Billy a hurricane. Billy here. <laughs> every time there's a hurricane, just go set up a flag, put a webcam, put a webcam on webcam it, there. and then sell it for $10,000 afterwards. Yeah. Make it an internet sensation. And sell it on eBay afterwards. I, I I have a fun time watching. I have a fun time watching the guys that are storm chasers because half the time, especially on a, a a pretty strong hurricane like this, they have to eventually abandon their operation. If it's really bad, yeah, and that's one of the things that happened this time it's around. Kind of sad, yeah. They yeah. all got set up, and then we're like, well, we're a little too close to the action. Hey, cheers on the Glenfiddich, by the way. Cheers, cheers. guys. 
So let's uh, get ourselves into uh, a great column that Jason writes weekly called Statistically Insignificant. Talk about the things that happened uh, last week. And I know it's called insignificant, but these things also do have branches that are are significant. I I may start with a stat that doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily, uh, or a photo of Scrappy, the new mascot for (laughs) the Philadelphia Flyers. But I do like to point out crazy things like Isaiah Crowell having... 14.6 14.6 yards per Caw! carry. Caw! <laughs> uh, I did read somewhere. I couldn't verify it, so I didn't put it in the column. But I did read somewhere that the 14.6 yards per carry is the best uh, average for someone with at least 15 attempts in a game in NFL history. Wow. So that that's the, literally the greatest average rushing game that we've ever seen from the NFL. He's our, he's our new guy. Cecil Shorts used to be our guy, but now it seems like Isaiah Crowell is becoming the, the not, not a cool name, though. <laughs> How is it not a cool name? I mean, Isaiah, great first name. Crowell has a thing with it. How, what's wrong with that name? It's the same as Cecil Shorts. It's, it's, not, a, as, same. No, it's not as cool. No, I mean, Cecil right. Shorts. Who, I'm going to say the Brown. only name in the NFL that comes close to Cecil Shorts is Barkevius Mingo. Well, Mike here, he Ooh, calls nice. he calls yeah. Crowell the best running back ever, and I must say I disagree. I agree with Mike <laughs> in odd weeks. And this is something that Mike pointed out Only in odd on weeks. the podcast two weeks ago. But clearly that has no maybe, viable – Maybe he's a fourth you know, It's not a real thing, back. but yeah. it's correct at the same time. So, so kudos to you, Mike, for calling the every other week thing. Let's see if uh, we're willing to put our money where our mouth is – or where Mike's mouth is – uh, in week seven, I'm gonna stay away from Mike's mouth. <laughs> Let's, uh, but but only on Wednesdays, only on odd weeks. Yeah, okay. Well, it's weird, but statistically, it proves correct. So, a guy that I have in two different two quarterback leagues had the worst first half I've ever seen him have. He had two turnovers. He barely threw the ball. His kicker kept missing kicks. Of course, I'm talking about Aaron, Aaron. Rodgers. <laughs> Who then finished with his best fantasy performance of the year, 28.68 points. I don't know what Breeze wound up putting up on Monday night. I'm sure it was a big number. But that means that Rodgers is, at worst, the third best quarterback of the week. What is Aaron Rodgers averaging? Like five, this year, five not points great. the first half? Not five great. points the first half? 800 points the second half? <laughs> yeah, it's probably. like what Andrew Luck used to do. <laughs> Let's throw three picks and then throw three touchdowns in the second half. I'll find out for you guys what you're discussing. Uh, I think it's a great idea. A very <laughs> sticking with game. the NFC North, a very impressive wide receiver. The best receiver, I would say, in Kenny the Galladay. North. Come on, give it Kenny Galladay. Is named Adam Thielen. God dang it! And he has five straight 100-yard games. That is the most games for a receiver, most 100-yard games for a receiver to start a season. Okay. All, all these guys. You got Megatron. You've got Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens and Larry Fitzgerald. None of those guys did that. Adam Thielen has done it. He's very good. Adam Thielen is incredible. He's really, really good in that offense. He he is on the kind of offense that we liked. Uh, we always really like passing offenses with two good wide receivers. Those always seem to do really well. Remember, like Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey a couple years yeah, ago. You have to have the two because the one guy has to take the focus off the other one, and then they switch over to the other guy, and then the other guy gets it. And exactly, it, it has and they to go be. back and forth, and they both wind up with a thousand yards at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, beautiful. So Thielen and Diggs are great. Um, and, and in this little stat, I did mention that Cooper Cup is the number two fantasy wide receiver in standard scoring this year. Cooper damn Cup. I got. He's amazing. I made I made the mistake of taking him out one week just to put the the first week that Tyler Boyd and uh, Calvin Ridley were like the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, 
Tyler Boyd, yeah. And well, Tyler Boyd is the talk of Cincinnati. I, I, I put Boyd in, took Cooper Cup out. He had his greatest career game. <laughs> like, what, two weeks ago, a couple of touchdowns of the Thursday night game was really against impressive. Minnesota. Yeah. Against Minnesota, yeah, that Thursday night game was really nice. Yeah, it's, I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> so on the season so far, five games, Todd Gurley has nine touchdowns already. He's on pace for over twenty-eight touchdowns, just a little bit better than uh, Julio Jones. Just a little bit better. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um. So Aaron Rodgers, by the way, has 21.12 points per game, which is definitely QB1 territory. But you're right that he is definitely uh, stepping up in the second half. So he's kind of the comeback kid so far in the first five games. Yep. Um, so along with Todd Gurley, I mean, I guess we're, we're going to gush about the Rams all year, really, when it comes to fantasy, because that offense is a juggernaut. You've got Jared Goff, who is on pace to throw for 5,500 yards. I mean... There are, I think, three guys currently on pace to uh, come close to Peyton Manning's passing record. Uh, an interesting discussion I heard on the radio today on the score was, you know, if there's three quarterbacks that make the that, that break the passing record, is it really that special? Is maybe a defensive player like Khalil Mack more important to his team than you know one of the three quarterbacks? That throw 5,500 yards? Well, the, obviously the reason that you're getting the big quarterback wide receiver stuff, which we'll talk about later, but isn't it has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, uh, defensive linemen now, they, they can't really tackle the quarterback in the same way as that they did before. No, they definitely have to get a little creative on that sort of thing. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, one of the things that we've talked about uh, over the few, last few weeks is that the league is definitely geared towards offense this year, more than any other year. Mm-hmm. The, the way that they're calling the games and all that. Um, and so the final uh, number that I like to notice, uh, that I did notice this week, was that there were two teams that put up 22 points for the defense and special teams. Um, you had uh, the Bengals, who uh, had a comeback and scored twice against the Dolphins. On defense, they scored twice. And the Chiefs, who have a great offense and had the worst o- defense of the league almost all year, uh, finally stepped up. They picked up Blake Bortles four times. They sacked him five times. Um, the Cardinals also put up uh, good numbers. So, guys, if you could have one of those three defenses going forward without worrying about matchups, which one of them would you like, the Bengals, the Chiefs, or the Cardinals? Uh, I'll take number one, sir. The Bengals for you. I, I I think I would go with the Chiefs. I think that they ha- they can only improve from here. I think a team that scores that many points, like the Chiefs uh, have been doing, uh, is going to play prevent at the end of the game, which is not great for the defensive score. Uh, that's a good point. But you're right. Uh, they, they put up a surprising amount of points. And you, you certainly have to you have to think about, if you're, if you're trying to play the right uh, defense special teams on a week-to-week basis, you have to think about who is going to be the defense that gets those defensive touchdowns because it's the most variable out of all of the things that could happen. Yeah, well... I hope that you kept the Bears through the bye week like I did. <laughs> I think everyone playing with the Bears is, is plenty happy with I that. I rarely make that move, but this year I made the exception for the Bears. That's great. And not because we're in Chicago, because they're a good team. It's hard to signify if you're because you're in Chicago. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. But um, of those other three teams, which one do you like? I like the Chiefs. I've always liked the Chiefs. When Eric Berry had the cancer situation, uh, he'll be back this year too. No, I know, and I, I've always, I've always been a fan of that, and uh, I root for it. And then also the last couple of weeks, I mean, 
Mahomes hasn't been as great as he's been, but his defense has kept him at a position. He oh, work. you mean he hasn't kept the 80 touchdowns on the year pace? He only averaged like <laughs> 10 a game. Yeah. But like the game against Denver and then the game that just happened, it's like the defense kept him in a position that he was going to win and he was confident. Like it was easy still. I mean, they yeah. went 30 to 14. I mean, that's yeah. not a difficult game I'm for a the good defense. NFL I'm team. picking that defense. Okay. So uh, check out my column every Monday, guys. Uh, I like to post it Monday afternoon, sometimes Monday morning. Depends on how late I'm staying up watching the games on Sunday. How about another round of shots, boys? I'm, uh, I just cracked this Two okay. rounds of shots. I'm enjoying it. All right, so thank you guys again for listening, those of you who have tuned in. Uh, th- those of you who are tuning in after the fact, thank you guys for listening as well to our show from drink5.com. We have all, Hello from the past. <laughs> we have all kinds of uh, contributors here uh, on the site that are writing great weekly columns, so I encourage you to check in on all of those. And they're jumping in the chat room right now. Yeah, we've got Matt, uh, Matt, who gives us survivor advice every week, and this has been a terrible year for survivor pools. So thank you, Matt, for sticking with that. And <laughs> Mike, who lets us know what to watch for every week. We appreciate that, guys. Thank you. So we're going to jump into uh, a bust category, which is something we haven't talked about too much on the show over the years. And uh, th- this is really something for me to talk about these guys that you have drafted early um, and they haven't performed. And the question is, really, when we're talking about these guys, one, are, are they going to turn them, their, their uh, situations around, right, uh, and continue to do well um, or, or do well for the first time this season later in or the year? Or finally do well. <laughs> or are they, are they just over with? Or um, if they're injured, et cetera, if they're not going to be back, then, then kind of who are you using to fill in for them and what are you doing when you have them on your team? Now, I know uh, all the people here are in several fantasy leagues, so that's great. Um, I, I think that I'm in, uh, I'm in nine, I believe, this year. And Jason, you must be in a number similar to that, right? I am in seven fantasy leagues. Seven leagues. I have been eliminated from one of the leagues. Well... We should have a whole show about, so the, sad. about the guillotine link, but his head got chopped off, and we're very sorry about that. Rolling down the way. <laughs> so the qualification here are players that are drafted to be uh, top 10, uh, top 15, who are underperforming by a wide margin and also going over uh, the top 10 list at those offensive positions by ADP. So what I'd like to do is just touch on some of these guys and ask you guys how you feel about their current performance and whether or not they'll turn around, etc., so we'll start with quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, uh, his ADP was number four. So the number four uh, quarterback that's being drafted in the 2018 fantasy his draft. His ADP was four? Yeah, because he was the number one quarterback last year. 
His actual... His, no wonder I got my head chopped off. There's a deep sigh over there at yeah. the side of the table. His actual is number 19. And that's 19 out of 32 active quarterbacks and, of course, some that, that come in and out. So pretty poor. 19? That's 82.64 points, which is an average of 16 uh, points per game. And so the question is this. Will Doug Baldwin coming back open up the Seattle offense to more passing plays? Because right now uh, they've been passing a lot less than they have in the past. And the offensive line has been less than ideal. However, they've been running a lot more, and their play scheming seems to have changed. So let's uh, go with Jason, and just let me know what you think about Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, who had a great week last week, for example, his best week, uh, three for 98 and a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Are, are they going to be better in general now that Doug Baldwin's back and they have a running game? Or is this something we should expect to uh, – uh, for a Russell Wilson situation to be always around that 16-17, which is really more like a quarterback too. I, I don't know what to expect from Doug Baldwin at the moment. He has um, six targets in two games since he's been back. That's not enough for a guy of Doug Baldwin's caliber. Maybe he's still hurt. Maybe Russell Wilson is still running for his life. Uh, I'm not sure. But one thing I do know is that the Seahawks have really started running the ball a lot. So... Um, I do think that there's some value there uh, with Mike Davis. Um, I, I I don't like Doug Baldwin. Um, I don't even know if I would start him. I kind of look at it like a Larry Fitzgerald situation. Like, it's a name and he's going to be ranked high, but I am not comfortable starting him. So in the last game, the Seahawks ran the ball 32 times. Uh, the week before... They ran the ball against the Cardinals uh, in order to win the game. You know, they ran it another uh, 24, 28 times. So they're going to be running the ball more than they're passing almost. Oh, sorry, that was the uh, that was the Cardinals number. The Seahawks ran the ball 34 times in that game. The Seahawks are running the ball more than they are passing it. Right. That is a big worry in a league that is about passing. All of the rules are set to protect the quarterback, to protect the wide receivers, to encourage passing. So is your answer then that Russell Wilson is going to continue along his current path and he'll just continue to be like a number 15 quarterback, not not up in the top 10? Yeah, the Seahawks aren't playing the game that it, the, the game the way it's supposed to be played right now. What do you think, Vince, about Russell Wilson's current situation? Do you think that it'll turn around for the Seahawks or do you think that that's someone you should drop from your lineup in one quarterback leagues and, and try to pick another quarterback? I think you get another quarterback. Um, I, I, I've been joking for a while outside of here about how they're playing this game like Marshawn Lynch is still the running back. They're, they're, they're playing. Right. Like, yeah. And then they, they, they're running it a lot. <laughs> it's and... almost like Marshawn Lynch's mom came out and said, hey, you should run the ball more. Did she? Yeah, remember she came out and said like, was she in like the Campbell Soup commercials? <laughs> no, no, Campbell like soup. with with. She uh, said that Donovan she said that Marshawn Lynch would have won the Super Bowl. Do you remember that? She's not the only <laughs> one who said that, man. Everyone says that. So, do you agree that Russell Wilson is a QB two now in this season? QB two. All right. Um, Low end. QB2 I think we can right pass now. up. So Russell Wilson is yeah. a bust. We're putting the stamp on him. Bust. Busted. It's, you have a you have a myth a sound for that. Busted. I wish we had a sound clip for that. I wish we had a sound clip. For if that the, if this if this was video, we would steal the busted from MythBusters. Instead of making a Put sound clip, up. we made dinner. It's it's you know decision. Busted. <laughs>
<laughs> that was loud and in, in charge. There. Everyone just went, oh. So I'm, I'm sorry for that. You made everyone flinch. So the second guy that I had to bring up was Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a, a, a bust because his ADP was number 12. Those who people who busted him as a late-round quarterback basically his just – ACL has more to do with it. They just have to – well, it's an injury. So it's, it's, not, it's not like he uh, and his team just didn't do well. It's just that they uh, – if you drafted him, it's just a, a lost pick. Um, but Let the reason – I'm oh, sorry. Continue. Before we leave quarterbacks, I have a point to make, though. Well, I'm going to go over all of them, but please go ahead. So we, we only have one quarterback in the top ten who has been injured. He's not even in the top ten. He's number 12 in ADP. I would argue that the way the NFL is officiating is accomplishing what they want to do, which is keep the good players, the high-paid quarterbacks, on the field. Yep. And that's what they're doing. And as a fantasy player, I'm all for developing rules that help me suffer injury less because that is the most random part of fantasy football. That's the part that annoys everyone the most. I can live with making the wrong decision, but when I start a guy and he gets hurt in the first drive, it's always a tough one to swallow. Well, I want to go over the ADP of, of the people that were drafted in each position, so I'll do this quickly. Four uh, quarterbacks, top ten, is Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger. So the answer is there aren't a lot of busts in that top 10. Most of those people are performing to the aptitude or near that they were expected to. And Russell Wilson in Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, which is granted a little bit out of the top 10, uh, yeah. is the only one that is not performing to the level he was expected to. And Garoppolo was, you know, was playing okay. Well, but, there's not enough sample size. But, but when but. you look at that, the only guys who are out of the top 10 I, that I see in the top 10 now are Mahomes, uh, Goff, Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck. So I shouldn't say only. There's several of them that were out of that list. Blake Bortles is also in the top ten still. Sure. Blake Bortles has more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers. But that is another discussion. Uh, but we're talking about busts specifically, right? I know. I know. But so draft draft value because nobody drafted Bortles in a one quarterback league, right? But as we, my my point, I guess, is that there's always quarterbacks to be had late, which is why I had such a deep sigh. Thinking about Aaron Rodgers, or I'm um, sorry, thinking about Russell Wilson, thinking I should have just waited and taken a guy at the very end of the draft. I would have had more of a chance to survive. Maybe, but but I'm also saying that you know if you drafted a guy in the top ten, odds are he's still there and he's still doing fine. That's that's what those numbers mean to me. If you if you have a Stafford or a Roethlisberger or a Breeze or a Brady, they're still in there and they're still doing what they should be doing. So that's important. But you're right. You can always draft a couple guys below there that do a little bit better, uh, especially in a one quarterback league. So let let the world know that it's, in two quarterback league, this is an entirely different conversation. Let the world know that that it's actually kind of good news that Russell Wilson's the only guy that's underperforming. What's bad news is that he was the number one quarterback last year, so a lot of people drafted him. So yeah, he was definitely drafted high. Uh, running backs, uh, we have Le'Veon Bell, uh, ADP number two. His actual – he hasn't played yet, so there's zero <laughs> points. Actual points is zero. Zero points. Now, wah, we, wah. we haven't talked a lot about him on the podcast, actually, and uh, it's not like I want to talk a whole bunch about it, but let's just – Let's just, let's drink to Le'Veon. Come on. Cheers to – We all love Le'Veon Bell. As much as he's not there this year, I think we all do like watching Le'Veon Bell play football. So uh, – He'll be returning after the Steelers' bye week in uh, week seven, according to Le'Veon. Tomlin still says, I'll see it when I see it. <laughs> but we don't know exactly how he's going to be utilized. So the prevailing thought right now is that there's going to be a timeshare with Bell and Connor. 
Um, and the trade conversations are mostly stunted because it'll be a rental, right? Because if they get Bell and they have to pay a whole franchise fee for him for the remaining games, he's still going to be a free agent at the end of the year. It doesn't mean that they have him going forward. So that's going to be tough for teams to swallow. I've heard rumors about the Eagles and the Jets and et cetera, but it doesn't mean that any of that's actually going to happen. So we're going to just say, at least I'm going to say, that there's still nothing you can really do with him, but you have to keep him on your team because there's always the possibility that he performs either for the Steelers or another team at a high level after that. You can't drop him, and if he's around uh, starting week eight, then would it be? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's going to be, he's going to take like a week or two to get going. And even in those week or two, he may probably still score double digit points. Um, well, then they'll then have a situation be, and yeah, they're going to have, have a split, situation like the but, saints or whatever. And they could have a, if you have an Ingram Kamara situation, that's a good situation. I was say, yeah. That's not a bad problem to have <laughs> <laughs> too much of a good thing. It's still a good thing. So biggest bust uh, in the game uh, is Le'Veon Bell because his ADP was number two overall for uh, running backs. Unquestioned. Uh, Leonard Fournette, whose ADP was number seven. He's actually number 73 right now with nine points total. But again, that's because of a lingering hamstring issue that he had last year. Now, I only drafted him on one team out of nine, and I think that was a smart thing for me to do, except for that last You know what's smarter is zero teams out of seven. Well, good for you, man. (laughs) But here's the question: what What happens with him uh, if he's on your roster? Do you do you just stash him and uh, and just wait for him to come back? Because uh, the 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 word on the street from the Jaguars is that he is going to come back after the Jaguars Week Nine bye, and it's the smartest thing to do for someone that has that kind of an injury that needs to be rested for a number of weeks is to just mm-hmm. rest him and come back. Because you know the Jaguars will likely exactly. get into the playoffs. Right. So might as well just, just wait and then let him come back and be healthy. So do you stash him? Do you try to trade him? Do you dump him for other starters? Uh, Vince, what do you think you do with Fournette? You get rid of him. I think that – forget about – Because he's, he's not him, adding anything to You try to, to unload him or are you just dropping him? No, you can't – it's hard to drop somebody. You got you got to make a move to maybe, but but if it comes to it, you have to like forget about them going to the playoffs. Um, you gotta go to playoffs. Like right, well, yeah, right we make right. it to the playoffs before the Jaguars make it there. Yeah. So you think uh, so? Drop Fournette. Do you think you hold on to him or do you drop him? I I, I want to. I mean, he, here I am holding on to the Ravens defense, trying to trade them this week. But let's be realistic here. Um, you're not going to get much out of Leonard Fournette. Uh, you may be able to send him to somebody for whoever they were going to drop this week. Peanuts. How many seasons have you been holding the Ravens defense? I feel like it's been like the last decade. one week, just a week. <laughs> yeah, b- but in general, the last decade, everybody's like Ravens defense may be somebody. Sure. Defenses are, are tough cookies, but man. I stream defenses. I don't really care. Me too. What, Me too. what defenses uh, name is? I stream them. So consensus here at the at the podcast is Fournette is droppable because it's going to be so long till you get him back. Definitely. And at this point, you have uh, Yeldon, and they and they also uh, uh, signed Jamal Charles, which probably won't amount to anything. But I just love Jamal Charles, so I had to mention his name. Jamal Charles. <laughs> uh, Glenn He's also got a great in the name. chat room. Glenn mentions that he doesn't have him in any. Uh, of his league so congratulations Glenn Uh, you know I think most of us that are in the know didn't draft him in a lot of leagues because we knew he had this problem and you know what it showed up and Glenn says hi to you Vince by the way oh hi Glenn (laughs) yeah 
uh, Glenn, we're drinking Glenn Fittich in your honor tonight. We are. Uh, but Glenn would like to trade for him if you're in a league with him. Glenn is listening to offers for, for Leonard Fournette. So I, for wait for who Fournette? So so if you Mr. got Net Fournette 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 Leonard Fournette. <laughs> so if you've got the room on your bench and you want to kind of just hold on to a guy for a little while, I would try to trade for Le'Veon Bell rather than Leonard Fournette. I have some thoughts on Leonard Fournette. I <laughs> I think we've gotten past that. More so, more on Le'Veon Bell. I'll so this saying. this Scott show. We, we need more Scotch here. Clearly. Uh Jordan Howard is the is the third guy I wanted to mention. ADP of thirteen, so right out of the top ten. But a guy you're gonna start as an RB two, right? Uh actual number oh, thirty seven. Jordan Howard. He has thirty four point one points on the season in a standard league, which is eight point <gasps> five three points per game. Now that is just barely that kind of flex play uh, RB three borderline, yeah, he really and, is. And you could really pick, uh, you could drop him and pick anybody up right now and have him the, the upside uh, higher for Jordan Howard. Now, my question is that he's a little bit of an enigma, right? Uh, wrapped in a riddle, as Jim Carrey wrapped would say. in a quiz. Uh, even though he has demonstrated an improved ability to catch from the backfield, he actually, you know, tried to do that, especially last year, because of Tariq Cohen, I think. His usage of a pass catcher has been trending down over the past four games. So five receptions, three, two, and now zero. In week four, yeah. And you know how I like trends. Uh, well, I mean, especially when they're more than three weeks in a row. This four-week trend saying, basically, we're not going to give you the ball, Jordan Howard, means... As the Bears' offense has been playing better. They only lost their first game. They've won everything since then. It means that they're not going to give you the ball, Jordan Howard. And he only had 11 rushes in week four, even though it was a blowout, where you'd usually see your your uh, short yardage running back just blowing out the game, right? So here's the question. Is Jordan Howard still an every week start as you drafted him, or will the chaos of the Bears' current offense, and by chaos I mean passing it to all sorts of different players on the offense, uh, rushing with all different kinds of players on the offense, uh, lots of trick plays, et cetera, that are that are happening. Will that keep him from lineups? And if it does, should you try to trade him low or even get rid of him? Or is this another stash? Uh, so Jordan Howard, interestingly enough, I, I do listen to Chicago Sports Talk Radio all the time. You know what the callers have been bringing up? Trade Jordan Howard. For some reason, the callers think that Tariq Cohen is going to be okay as the number one running back. Well, it's not. There's going to be bad weather for the Bears games. They're going to need a guy like Jordan Howard. Well, the problem is you have to trade him low, and Tariq Cohen can't be the number one running back. Correct. Buy low on Jordan Howard if you can. And I would agree with that. I think that that's actually a very smart decision here. Yes. If, if it's possible for you to get Jordan Howard for peanuts, you should spend the peanuts. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I would give at least three peanuts for Jordan Howard. I would spend four peanuts. Oh, we're in a bidding war all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, Vince, do you have an opinion on Mr. Yeah, Howard? I think the walnuts that will be spent on Tariq <laughs> Cohen will be the proper walnuts because I feel like... They're better invested in Tariq Cohen? As long as they're tree nuts. Well, it's hard on any of those two. <laughs> okay. But I will say that I'm going with Tariq Cohen. I think he's the guy. Okay. Well, that's a question for later. We'll get to that in a moment. Gosh darn Which it! Which one why? of them you like more? No, no, you're right. In, so you're saying that Jordan Howard, you're you're kind of against here, saying that Tariq Cohen will have more snaps and, uh, uh, in general, just fantasy production during the games. I will think 
Tariq Cohen's better than Jordan Tariq Howard. Tariq Cohen is a very small man. He's so small. He can be small, but you know How what? How small is he? He's, if, he's very, very tiny. Well, well, look up his size. Is he, my, compare him to Woodhead for me. If it works, it works. That's my, that's my motto. Tariq Cohen is considerably smaller than anyone at this table. <laughs> if it works, it works. That's my motto right now. <laughs> and Tariq Cohen, wait. Tariq Cohen let me look at is 5'6", 179. Tariq Cohen, look at the stats. It works. So whatever works, <laughs> works. All right, so let's let's go over... The ADP of running backs really quickly from the top 10. So Todd Gurley, uh, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, and Delvin Cook. So we know from that that there are injuries to Delvin Cook, to uh, Leonard Fournette, and uh, a holdout from Le'Veon Bell that puts them in the bust category right now. Yeah. Um, but the other players, uh, David Johnson has been a little bit more of a bust, but he's still scoring touchdowns and, you know, getting receptions. David uh, Johnson looks like two, four, six, eight, ten. He's number 12 overall. So it's not points. enough for me to call him a bust. He just isn't no, performing I mean, at a, the top level he should be. I, I would tag him at worst a disappointment. Yeah, I, I'd agree. We're but, disappointed in you, David. But I think we could all agree here at the table, too, that David Johnson's disappointing performance so far at number 12, which is not all that disappointing, uh, compared to some other guys, is definitely because of the team not being very good, and not David Johnson not being very good. He's so disappointing. <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on to wide receiver. Uh, I've got Julio Jones here, uh, ADP of number four, and an actual of eighteen. So, as far as a bust is concerned, it would be because you drafted him very early, and he's performing at a low level. But it's not because he doesn't have a lot of yards. He has 500-something yards. He has 57.5 points in a standard league at 11.5 points per game. The only problem with Julio Jones is not that he's not getting receptions, etc. It's that he's not scoring high points from touchdowns. He has zero he's touchdowns. He's not getting touchdowns. Last year, he had three touchdowns total. That, and this year, weird. he has zero touchdowns. Total. So tell me, guys, why? He's a PPR guy. Julio Jones? I mean, we've never heard that before. <laughs> he absolutely is. He's a reception guy. Uh, of course guy. this year. But why he isn't he scoring like touchdowns? It's sad. Julio Jones is never. <laughs> Maybe he needs some guidance from Isaiah Crowell. He, Julio Jones has never been a guy who could be a red zone target or anything like that. And, and I never understood and why. In the year he was. He was never. He's great at getting open. He's great at running down the field. But if you look at previous years, he did have six, eight, nine touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he never Has scored. he, though? Yeah, it's not like he never scored touchdowns. I'm just saying, is there something wrong with the offense? Is there something I should be looking at that I'm not seeing? I don't think there's anything wrong with the offense. Ne- Calvin definitely Ridley not, because is they're, they're doing great. great. So Julio Jones had eight and then ten touchdowns in his first two seasons, and he only reached the eight mark one more time in the following five seasons. Sure, but but going down to three and zero is an outlier. That's, that's well, not... he had a season with two, but yes, I, I would expect Julio to get between six and eight every year, um, and you know, and that's that's saying he's definitely going to get more than eighty catches on the year, which he's certainly on pace for with 34 after five games. so um, And he's not going to this I, year. I, I disagree with your tag of him as a bust. He's frustrating. Again, but again, being, this is a discussion. It's not necessarily a stamp. So Being the 18th receiver. Disappointing. You know, he's still, he's still 
performing okay for you. A lot of our leagues that we're in... You're we're, never considering sitting him. ...are PPR leagues. But if you're in standard scoring leagues, um, you know, he, he is not what you bargained for, is, is basically what I'm saying. And and so I agree with you. He's not a bust, and I, I think I, I removed the, the title of bust, but I do think he's a, he's a great disappointment as a player because you assumed that last year was going to be an outlier and not his ongoing no-touchdown streak. Yeah, I mean... You I just said you want six to eight touchdowns, right? i, I got to assume that he's going to be able to put that up. He's got zero. I, I, that's a big, fat goose egg. I get it. So it's hard. Have you Did you draft uh, Julio early in any leagues? Julio I picked up in a dynasty league as my number two wide receiver. I went Hopkins and then Julio trying to stack wide receiver there. Um, so it must be a little disappointing. It's, it is a little disappointing. I've got Hopkins to pick up the slack, but I want to know, there is some disagreement in the chat room. Is it Matt Ryan's fault? Some people say Matt Ryan is regressing. Some people say that Matt Ryan is killing it. Obviously, Matt Ryan is getting the ball to Calvin Ridley, uh, but it, it, could it be Matt Ryan's problem and not Julio Jones's problem? So, sure, it could be a chemistry issue. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how to break down the play calling on such a short podcast. I should say this. Matt Ryan is the number two overall quarterback with 125.34 points and clearly is not having an issue scoring touchdowns. Okay. So, um, I, I, I just think that it's not in the game plan so far to get the ball in Julio's Jones, Julio Jones's hands in the red zone. So that must be it. It must just be a Bill O'Brien in the game plan. And no, that Bill sucks. O'Brien is uh, Houston. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Atlanta, yes, yes. But but the the point is, uh, if you drafted Julio, um, are you going to be thinking about it a little bit closer next year? Because I am. I'm probably not going to draft him. I feel like this is a guy who's, who's going to have that draft status of that legacy name. And, yes, he might get five receptions for 100 yards. But he's still not going to be a guy who who really should be drafted in that top tier, that top five. I think it's a little early to predict where he's going to go next year. Well, three touchdowns last year, zero touchdowns so far this year, and we're third through. So basically, uh, you know, if he gets three, he'll be lucky. (laughs) (laughs) He had fourteen hundred yards last year. He's averaging more yards per catch this year. So. I you know four to eighteen. It's a it's a very disappointing. Do you think he'll be a guy like Doug Baldwin who fell down the draft boards this year? I'm simply saying he, he's a very disappointing draft pick in the standard league. Yeah, but he's Julio freaking Jones, and he can put up 300 yards in any game. Clearly, this isn't getting through anyone's uh, head here. So I I agree that he's not a bust. Um, but uh, I think the table doesn't agree that he's disappointing. I'll put my no, no, stamp no. on disappointing. However. I would say that he's disappointed me. From time to time. You should call him and let him know. <laughs> you think he'll take my call? Look, he has a game with 169 and a game with 173. Mm-hmm. That's not disappointing. Yeah. 96, 64, 62, his floor is still high, but which you... is why I'm not upset with him. If he's turning in one and two points because he's not scoring touchdowns, then I'm mad. But because his floor is very high still for a WR2, I'm okay with it. I I agree with you again, but the problem with that is that he literally is sitting at number 18. So, I mean, you would have been better off drafting an Adam Thielen, a Cooper Cup, a Tyreek Hill, an A.J. Green. And and those are guys that you could have gotten after Julio. So, uh, I I just, I I think it's something to think about. Um, Let's talk about a couple of guys that are also uh, wide receivers that have been disappointing this year for various reasons. Now, most of the wide receivers, I must mention, have been near their actual value and not busts. 
Okay. So if you look at the top 30, they've been very good, and it's surprisingly so. Sure. Uh, but here's a, just a couple, the four that I could pull out. Doug Baldwin, because of an injury, uh, ADP of 15, actual 134. Did you count that all the way down? Because he's been bad. No, I didn't count to 134. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts on Doug Baldwin? Uh, we, we talked about him a bit at the top of the show. I am not a Doug Baldwin fan right now. I don't think that uh, – I mean, you know, six targets in two weeks, not enough for me. Okay. I mean, he's only playing like half the snaps right now, so clearly it'll go up. But maybe he is still injured, and that's that's a problem. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, ADP of 17, actual number 86. He has also had a slight injury issue, but not really. He's still played in most of the games, and he's just not being uh, a Larry Fitzgerald. Now, do you think that, one, that he'll retire at the end of the year? And two, do you think that he will get better with uh, the new rookie quarterback there in Arizona? Or do you think that basically what we're seeing is the passing of the guard and an unfortunate team that won't make the playoffs? Vince? Uh, Hey, thanks. Hello. I think he'll be passing on the guard. I think he's done. Is he passing it to Christian Kirk? I agree, Vince. I think he's done. I think he's just... Regardless of who he passes you, he's just done. He's we got Josh Rosen over there now, right? I, I just don't think that Rosen is going to be able to get the ball to him. As I love Josh effectively. Rosen. I think Josh Rosen's got a lot of prove, and he's going to prove it. Okay, so yeah. why can't he take advantage of a guy like Larry Fitzgerald? <clears throat> Fitzgerald's done. Really? I mean, he, that's it for him. I think he's done. I mean, I well, Larry I, never struck me. I as wouldn't a guy. be surprised that the chemistry is not there between a. Sure. Exactly without, there's no chemistry. He's done. That, that could totally be it. But he's also he has no nothing to prove. He can have the greatest quarterback coming in. He's like, you know what? Who Larry? Larry, Larry has nothing to prove. Larry's like, no. He why why does he? He's great. And, and everyone knows that he's a Hall of Fame player. And he's back. He's like Calvin ostensibly Johnson. to break the not break the record, but to to take second place. All time in the receiving but yard. But clearly the team's bad. not going to do anything this but, year. But, so but so what happens to Fitzgerald? He retires and says, you know what? Pass the torch to a guy. Like, I know you're a quarterback, whatever. You're going to I think Rosen's great. I, I mean, I think this is either going to fizzle out and it's going to be a really sad ending for Larry or he's going to play another year nope. because he finally can develop a little bit of rapport. <clears throat> it's not like Larry Fitzgerald is a difficult guy to work with. No. There's, he's got to be... Like I, I don't buy that. Like him and Rosen can't develop chemistry. I think he's just done. He's done with it. Well, well, if you think he's done, you think he's done, and that's fine. I just Larry doesn't seem like a guy who would have come back just to chase the record. He would have come back because he felt like he could still play. Yeah. No, he, he comes back because he, he loves football still. Yeah, but clearly, Jason, he's not doing what he should be doing, and I I don't see him suddenly. I've doing been better. sitting him. Yeah. I have been. And well, I think you may consider. It breaks my heart because I love Larry Fitzgerald. You, you might consider just picking someone else up at this. And point. I have considered just being like, nope, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm, I'm with Vince here, and I say that I'm sorry, but Larry Fitzgerald is not going to suddenly do well this year. I think perhaps he's injured. Right he's now. he no, he loves football. He's right. <laughs> he's amazing at football. He is. He is. He was. He was. Let's let's change the. He uh, knows the most about being wide receiver than anyone in the league. He did. He does. He's still in the league. He's still his brain isn't hurt. Well, he was a good. That's always debatable with NFL players. Let's not touch that topic today. Get in there. So Larry, as a fantasy option this year, yeah, yeah. I fully endorse what you guys are saying in not using him. 
I've been benching him as well. Well, Larry, stronger than benching, you may even need to just grab someone else. Cut him. I'm fine with that. If you're okay, it's week five. The people who you are holding on to as flyers, week six. Thank you. We've seen five weeks. (laughs) The people who you're holding on to as flyers, you have to have a plan for them at this point. Mm. You have to say, I expect to see something by X week, or I haven't seen enough yet, and I need to move on. So, if people aren't starting. Or, like, viable replacements for bye weeks, then you need to move on from them. And it's okay to drop people who everyone else is going to scramble for if they're crappy. Okay. Uh, Chris Hogan, ADP of 24. So, startable wide receiver three. Uh, drafted fairly high because mostly of the fact that Edelman wasn't there. Um, actual number 60. So, he is getting uh, some points in the game. He's not doing as poorly as Baldwin or Fitzgerald or some of the other people that we mentioned. But he's not doing as well as we thought. So is is he a drop from your team at 60? Or is he a guy you just kind of hang on to to see what's going on? Has Edelman fully replaced him now, do you think, in the lineup? Yeah, I, I really don't see Chris Hogan being the guy, um, especially because you've got the Internet's favorite freaking NFL player, Josh Gordon. Um, so, you know, with Gordon in the lineup and, you know, did you did you watch the Thursday night game last week, Vince? I sure did. So you remember the play that Josh Gordon had where he caught the touchdown? Yeah. Amazing. In double coverage, breaks the coverage, gets free, catches the ball. That is exactly what the Patriots need. They need a deep threat. Just a threat. Not even necessarily a guy who can put up big numbers, right? I don't like it. You don't like it because it's going to, you know, it's going to cause you losses in fantasy? No. Or you I, just don't think it's going to work? The almost opposite because I have Josh Gordon on my dynasty team. Oh, so you've got some bias here. I'm trying to get rid of him. Yeah. And I don't I don't think I made you an offer, but that's you know, we'll talk about that your off air. Offer is hardcore, not good. Devontae but, Parker for Josh Gordon. I want to hear a discussion in the chat room. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm still I'm still man. This was a couple weeks ago before Gordon really took off on the Patriots. Yeah. And not that he's taken off yet, but he's he's shown that he's not a garbage pickup. He's not, but like as many people express their interests, yeah, it's hard to say that the Patriots are are going to dumb down their playbook for Josh. Gordon. I don't think they need to necessarily dumb it down, but here's what the Patriots have for them: they've got Gronk and Edelman, and then Sony Michelle and um, James White. They've got four very good offensive weapons at this point that they did not have going for them a couple weeks ago. They've won the last couple games. They've got these four guys lined up now playing well. So I really think that uh, the Patriots' offense is going to be fine with these four guys. Josh Gordon is kind of the icing on the top, the cherry on the top, if you will. Um, And and he will help them along and be a very volatile fantasy option. I could see him getting a two-touchdown game. But I don't see it being consistent. I love how you've turned um, around on Josh Gordon. It's great. I love it. I wish I could see inside your brain with Josh Gordon for the past couple of years. <laughs> so he's like, no, Gordon. The, the, the question was he goes on the Patriots. He's like, I'm starting to like Gordon more and more. I, it was the Browns <laughs> that I didn't like. Arg. So the question was originally about Chris Hogan. Garden Sherry. No, I, I don't want Chris Hogan at all. His ADP had everything to do with the fact that uh, Julian Edelman wasn't in. So, you know. Ditch Chris Hogan. I would ditch Chris Hogan before I ditched Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Marquise Goodwin, ADP number 28, actual number 104. He, again, has been injured, and Jimmy Garoppolo is gone. Uh, so, Goodwin, do you think that he is just a, a bust period, or do you think that he's going to start to get a little bit more action with uh, CJ, who actually has been a really serviceable backup quarterback? Uh, he's he's someone that you could even start sometimes in QB2s. Um, yeah, I mean, I really liked Marquise Goodwin last year. Uh, this year, obviously, because he does not have his uh, quarterback and he has an injury, right? He bruised his quad his thigh yeah it's uh, always a yeah it's been an issue definitely i traded for him in the dynasty league nobody wants him to exceed more than i do but i do believe that uh it's kind of a lost year for marquise goodwin at this point okay i agree goodwin uh any luck there or is he kind of a lost year, lost year. okay uh tight ends uh wait actually uh i had thoughts on the wide receivers being that most of the wide receivers are actually near their actual value like i mentioned earlier if you look at the wide receivers from ADP, I'll just go through the top 10. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, who we talked about, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton. He's been good. Uh, injury right now. He has now. played well. Mike Evans, he's been, he's been great. Yeah. Uh, even going down further, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, was Hill in Adam ADP Thielen. 11 then? I'm sorry? Was Hill ADP 11? Uh, 10. Okay. Uh, but, There's four of those guys are in the top ten of points. Yeah, but all those guys uh, have done what you asked them to, basically. Sure, and one of the themes that we sort of see year to year is that the wide receivers play well at the beginning of the year, and the running backs sort of lag behind. And that's what I was getting to, was um, uh, why is that not true with running backs? And what we see with running backs is that the running backs get injured a lot early or don't perform to value. And then uh, about halfway through the year, sometimes a third way through like we are right now, you get these running backs in that are on the waiver wire and they perform for the rest of the year. Sure. I would actually argue that this year is different. Uh, One of the things I didn't bring up when we talked about running backs is that a lot of the guys who were in the top 10, Gurley, Kamara, Gordon, Elliott, Hunt, even Saquon Barkley was a top 10 guy. They're all in the top 10 of points. This is more consistent. No the wide receivers, but still not just as, among the top ten. Not as consistent when going over the starting position. Sure, you're always going to get a random dude like Isaiah Crowell. The, oh my god, <laughs> that was a that was a strong cough. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it in for a while. Hey, it's your birthday. You you can have a couple strong coughs. That's how it works. <laughs> but uh, overall, wide receivers have been more consistent than running backs, which is still a consistent trend that I'm seeing. But you're right. This year has been a little bit better. Um, let's talk about tight ends. Greg Olson, Delaney Walker, Evan Engram. They're middle tight ends. They have middle ADP. Okay. Uh, the other guys that were on the top and the bottom, they still seem to be somewhat near their value. And those guys that were injured are still playing well. They were just injured. And Delaney Walker won't come back. My thoughts on Greg Olson are he will come back and get re-injured, but that's just me. Because <laughs> they always seem they to bring him. They've got to be rushing him back. They right always now, bring right? him back before his foot is healed. Yeah. So he's well, going to I mean, retire. This year was too early for him. He's going to retire because he can't walk anymore, clearly. Oh, poor guy. Which sucks because Greg Wilson is an awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, and Evan Engram, uh, when he comes back, he'll, he'll be fine again because there's lots of targets to go around there on the Giants offense. Um, but the other tight ends, the, the problem with the tight end position in general this year is that it has been depressed. 
Uh, it's not that those players are not performing within their bracket because they are. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the tight ends that were drafted in the top ten, you've got guys like Gronkowski, Kelsey, Ertz, Graham, uh, Burton, Rudolph. All those guys are still in the top ten. It's just that uh, the tight end position has been slightly depressed, and I feel like that's because there's more wide receiver. There's there's more passing. Yeah, if you this took year. a flyer on a tight end, I would say that you're majorly depressed. <laughs> uh, so so, what do you guys think? Anything else you want to bring up here, or or should we move to the next uh, the next episode? I don't. I mean, can you give me a hot tip on a tight end that's down there in like that second group of ten? Like, can I? Who the hell? This is for a league that you're not in. So, yeah, can you sure. tell me someone who I can look for so who's probably available? Outside of current top ten uh, yeah. tight ends? Like, is Benjamin Watson the guy? I think he's even the one in the okay. league I'm talking about. So, the current top ten, top ten tight ends are Travis Kelsey, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Kyle Rudolph, Rob Gronkowski, Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, and Trey Burton. Uh, the guys outside of that, I would say people coming back from injury, I would look at O.J. Howard, I would look at Vance McDonald, and I would look at David Njoku. Okay. Uh, those guys all seem like people that could work their way up into that top I ten. I do have Vance McDonald. He's the guy on the team in question. What I find interesting out of that top ten, all those guys are 90% owned or more except for J- Jesse James. Only twenty one percent of well, but he was he he's was, actually owned in fewer leagues than Vance McDonald. But the reason why he was uh, you know getting more points early was because Vance McDonald was injured. Was injured. Okay. Um, I, I would also say it's good to have that clarification. I would also say that Evan Engram people dropped him everywhere, and so he's a great pickup because he'll come back to the top five uh, if he's available. And, and Glenn suggests T.J. Uzoma. CJ Uzoma, uh, CJ. Cincinnati. And yeah, that's not bad. That name was bound to be spelled wrong. They, Don't they worry. throw to their tight end. Tyler Eifert, unfortunately, is always injured, and it continued this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would also uh, throw out Ryan Griffin, who I picked up in a couple leagues, because Houston right now just seems to be Watson just throwing it everywhere and it's working. And Ryan Griffin is the number one tight end there, and yeah. he's probably going to get five uh, five targets a game at least. A guy I would suggest looking out for is Cameron Brait. See if you can acquire him. He has pretty good uh, rapport with Jameis Winston. He scores a lot of touchdowns with him. So in a league where we're starved for tight end productivity, I think that Cameron Brait could be a guy that you could buy low or at least try to trade for in order to help you out. Sure. Sounds good. Um, Glenn says that Watson is poo, which is simply not correct statistically. Sorry, Glenn. Which Watson? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So, or uh, Benjamin Watson. Maybe he does think of Benjamin Watson. I mean, what? There's a lot of, like, wah-wah going on here. Wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. wah 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 So thanks again for joining us, guys. Uh, you are with the Fantasy Finish Line podcast tonight. It is Wednesday, October 10th. That's Jason's birthday. Happy birthday, Jason. Every year it is, in fact. All right. We got some woos going Cheers. on here at the studio. A uh, little bit of whiskey? Just a bit. 
So we'll we'll cheers uh, with some of this Glen Fittich in in honor of Glen <laughs> and and Vince and Vince. Should we give Vince more whiskey? Well, of course, everyone needs more whiskey. We should take a poll in the chat room. Everyone, do we give Vince more whiskey? Well, why shouldn't Vince have more whiskey? Here we go. Cheers. <laughs> it's that kind of night. So here's the thing, and we need everybody here. Uh, so this is called This Guy or That Guy, and it's also the bet of the week. Now, I talked to Jason a little bit earlier about this, and we, we had a couple of bets from last year where apparently um, – Vince and I have to pay for um, Jason to get some food and drink at a cool place called Small Cheval downtown in Chicago. And I lost another bet, which means I have to wrap a couple presents uh, and (laughs) give them to them at the dinner at Small Cheval. So I'm excited about this. It's going to be fun. So I thought, let's add one more thing to it. And here's what I want to do. Uh, I would like to add into this uh, the loser of this bet that we're doing right now will be buying a round at the brewery that we go to nearby either before or after the Small Cheval After, okay, okay. So this is going to be an evening now, So Small Cheval is in... uh, We've got an evening. I don't remember the name. Vince, what's the neighborhood that Small Cheval is in? You're the the city guy. Bucktown-ish? There's, okay. There's some breweries. I know that there. Revolution is really close by. I've also been to Off Color, which has a tap room nearby as well. So we're going to go downtown. We're going to go to a brewery. We're going to go to a restaurant. It's going to be awesome. But hopefully I don't I don't lose this one. Hopefully I'm thinking Jason loses this one because he deserves it. It'll so even that we've out, all it'll lost even something? Out the bet. Yeah. At this point, I am, <laughs> I am both getting a gift and receiving all the food and drink at Small Cheval. So here's how this works. And it's not even my birthday when we go. Here's how this works. It's called This Guy or That Guy, and here are five matchups. Uh, Jason, can you jot these down? I've, I'm ready to go. Great. So what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you a matchup and two guys that are kind of uh, con- On the same team. controversial about which one you should play over the other in that circumstance. Right. We're all going to pick one of those guys down the line, and whoever wins – uh, is going to well the two people that don't lose are going to be the bearer of drinks at the <laughs> the drinker of drinks in fact and the way that this works uh, uh, tertiary uh, is that if someone that you have doesn't play then you will just get the points from the number thirty running back okay going down. So, so the number 30 running back. This is a standard scoring. Number 30 running back, 31, 32, depending on how many people there are that don't play. I think that most people will play, or if not, everyone here. But if they don't, then that's what you get. I don't, I don't see why any of these guys won't play, yeah. uh, looking at the list. So I think we're okay with that. Okay. So uh, so we'll get into this in a second. But uh, let me just look at the matchups. We've got the Eagles at Giants. Okay. We've got the Seahawks at the Raiders. The Bears of the Dolphins. Are any of these like interesting? Because I think we have the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks are playing in London, I believe, this week. Yep, it's going to be an unusual game for them. Okay. Uh, the Rams at Broncos and the 49ers at Packers. Okay. So there's there's the five matchups. Um, and that, that's a Monday night game with the Packers. I wish I could pick Crowell, but unfortunately he's not <laughs> He's not playing in, this, <laughs> in these matchups. <laughs> we'll have to find a way to shoehorn him in to every single episode that we have. As we as we wait for uh, Jason to, or sorry, uh, for Vince to come back to the studio, 
Uh, we're going to have one more shot. So, Jason, uh, you've had many birthdays. Uh, 36 of them, in fact. But uh, I remember most of them. Tell me, which was your favorite birthday? What was my favorite birthday? Dude, when I was a kid, we went to see Cool Runnings. Cool and, like had a sleepover at my house. That was awesome. That's awesome. That was when I uh, learned about the, uh, I don't even remember the rhyme. It was something about a Revolutionary War soldier. But that was a good time. And it was Cool Runnings. That I saw Cool so Runnings great. in the theater. It was so. And, like, yeah, it like, came out right around my birthday. It and was... I like, I love the Winter Olympics. I love bobsledding. That we was are the Jamaican great... bobsled team. And, and who would have known that later in my life I loved Jamaica? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And Jason Woo. may be going to uh, to Hawaii later this year, so pretty pretty cool trip for him. Um, we talked about uh, Hurricane Michael earlier, and the crazy thing is that I'm going to be flying to Florida this weekend, but it's all going to be blown over by then. And uh, yeah, a lot of the state is blown over at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, you guys are going to Orlando, and then uh, I believe Port Canaveral. You'll be fine. Right. Uh, okay, so. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go clockwise, and then it's going to move clockwise in each direction. So you understand the rules? The guy who we start? The person that loses this bet is going to pay for a round of drinks, the first round, at a brewery before or after we go to Small Cheval to complete our other bets. And here's how it's going to work. Uh, I'm going to give a matchup. You guys are just going to pick what guy you want and who's going to score more fantasy points in a standard scoring league. We're going to start. Eagles at Giants. We're going to have Jason start because he's the birthday guy. You got to pick Wendell Smallwood or Corey Clement. In a standard league, uh, the Eagles are going to New York, right? Going to the New At Jersey, Giants. in fact. Actually, all, to, the Meadow, all of, to the New Meadowlands. All these matchups besides the Seahawks are, New Jersey, are at New the second team. Yeah, got it. Uh, so I will. You know, I don't have a lot of faith in the Philly running game. Uh, I know last year they they did okay with a big group of guys. Smallwood or Clement. Smallwood or Clement? I will have to go with Corey Clement. Wendell Smallwood. Wendell Vince Smallwood. Like, likes Wendell Smallwood. He goes Smallwood. Uh, I also go Smallwood. Okay. Uh, interesting. That's me going lone wolf on that. Now we have, As they say on, the, on Sunday mornings on the NFL sh- Network. Now we have the Seahawks versus the Raiders, as he said, in London. Uh, uh, Vince is going to start. Seahawks and Raiders are playing in London. Those poor British people Vince, have to watch this game. They just love it. I'm so sorry they for just, them. They're just drunk. They don't even know what's happening. I mean, I hope so. So, Vince. You uh, need to be drunk for this game. The two running backs that are doing well on Seattle, and they're running a lot, Mike Davis and Chris Carson, which one would you like? I would like no one to play football there. <laughs> <laughs> Mike well, they, Davis. They play Mike lots Davis. of football. Mike Why Davis. Is it American football. But no football. He says Mike Davis. Okay. Um, who, who do you like, Dave? Honestly, he's been explosive. It's hard to not pick him. I, explosive? In what way is he explosive? I, I'll I mean, take... he's getting like 31 carries for 100 yards. That's not exploding anywhere. There hasn't been anything explosive on the Seattle offense for a long time. Diarrhea? That's the most explosive thing in Seattle. <laughs> Which is good, probably. Is that happening? I'm going to take Chris Carson. All right. He goes with Carson, the existing guy. I wonder if he's banking on Carson not playing and getting the th- number 30 running back. Uh, why would I want that? <laughs> I mean, the 30th best running back of the week is going to score you like six points. So, by the way, guys, and I, I'm going to just throw out this shameless self-promotion. I was the number two overall uh, uh, fantasy pros 
uh, accurate ranker last week. Uh, so so follow our rankings at Drink Five. My thirty is Alex Collins. So that's who who would be the person right now. But I'm saying number thirty, you get uh, points wise, not what I'm ranking. Oh, you don't mean the thirtieth finisher. You mean the thirtieth ranked guy? No, no, I mean the thirtieth finisher, the one who has oh. the points. So so he the thirtieth guy is going to have five or six points. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and by the way, Dave, congratulations on number two of the week. That is definitely the highest finish that there has been uh, associated with anything with Drink 5. Yeah, and we're not even talking Congrats. about Swedes or Norwegians. So, um, <laughs> are you aware of the Great Finnish Conspiracy? Yes, but Finland Mike Davis or Chris real? Carson? <laughs> Stay on topic. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with... See, a lot of times I like to not pick the guys on my fantasy team, but oh. here I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Chris Carson. I just think that Chris Carson, when healthy, is going to go ahead and do it. And, you know, Mike Davis is or is not a guy, I, I don't know. Yep. Dave, the question for you now is a question that we had earlier. Uh, the Bears are going to be going to Miami to play the Dolphins. Yep. Do you like Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen? So I'm going to pick Jordan Howard. In a standard league, Jordan Howard is the, the no-brainer, right? Howard, Howard. He hasn't been recently, but that's who Vince, I'm picking. Foss, who would you... Howard or Cohen? Bears at Dolphins. Tariq Howard. <laughs> no, not Tariq Howard. That's who a lot of people <laughs> Or Jordan would like. Cohen. <laughs> Jordan Cohen is not... Dude, Jordan Cohen would be a sick fantasy player. Vince, do you go Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen this week? Tariq Cohen. Okay, Tariq Cohen. All right, and Jason, it's back to you. Rams at Broncos. We go Royce Freeman versus Philip Lindsay. Oh, man. Um, who do the Broncos play this week? The Rams. Oh, well, the Rams defense has been very poor the, lately. So, I... You know, Philip Lindsay was actually dropped in a league I'm in. I, I'm Why? wondering what the hell's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, dude. It's weird. All right. Uh, I, I gotta go Philip Lindsay in a standard league, even. Okay, Lindsay. Yeah, give me Philip Lindsay. He's getting more touches, right? I mean, yeah. Vince, Royce Vince, Freeman. Vince, who you go with on the last Rolls call? Royce or Philip I like Philip Lindsay. He had uh, Tariq Cohen. Okay, time. Cohen. Cohen. Freeman or Lindsay? Lindsay. Lindsay. He's got Lindsay. I'm going to go Lindsay as well, so all three Lindsays. Well, that is a pointless bet then. It's not pointless. It's pretty pointless, let's will be honest. Take, will you take it out of the If we all bet black, it doesn't matter who the D is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, last one. Okay. Uh, 49ers at Packers, uh, and I believe that's on Vince now again, right? So it's Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, or Ty Montgomery. What will be the highest scoring running back in that game? Aaron Jones. Okay. You take Aaron Jones. I don't like Ty Montgomery at all. Oh, that's tough for me. Well, you're wiping the beard. You're getting really excited about this. Let me know what you think. I, I love Aaron Jones. I think that he should be the guy that does really well, but it seems like the Packers just want to involve everyone else, you know? And I just feel like Ty Montgomery is going to have like a 40-yard touchdown on a weird screen play. So I'm going to take Ty Montgomery. Who did you take, Vince? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and just pick Jamal Williams because I I don't know what's going to happen this week with them. They're playing a weaker team. Uh, when they play a weaker team, anything can happen. However, I do <laughs> tend to agree with you, Dave. Uh, I, I do like Aaron Jones rest of season yeah. for the Packers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, he's but it the hasn't guy, happened yet. He's, he would have been the guy if he wasn't suspended to start the season. So, uh, you know, it's going to be him eventually. 
Uh, especially because Aaron Rodgers is healthy now. I mean, that's a huge thing. So we're going to pick a tiebreaker too, but we'll do that offline. And uh, that's the bet. So uh, you can follow us for next time. We have one more segment here, and then we'll wrap it up. Thank I hope you, you guys again. are digging the Grateful Dead tonight. Thank you again for listening, everybody. We are uh, Drink5.com doing the Fantasy Finish Line podcast. Please check out Drink5.com for all the good stuff we have to offer. And over on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, everywhere, follow Drink5. Uh, I have a question for Vince real quickly here. And uh, this should, uh, should uh, go well. This should bring him up. I, I just am wondering... Uh, about Detroit, they haven't had a running back for so long that that ran over 100 yards in a game. They finally have Carryon Johnson. Talk a little bit about Carryon Johnson and the Detroit Lions offense for us. As a person that has no rooting interest in fantasy football, <laughs> really, your your first place dynasty team has no rooting interest. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I, <laughs> I want to as I want to as a Lions fan. We're have, four and one, Vince. No, no, it's huge. Let the man speak. I'm sorry. I want to know about the Lions' offense. I, I want to pretend. Can't it out. I want to pretend like I have no rooting interest in this. Okay, okay. so so you don't. You're you're completely uh, ambivalent, right? Yeah. Right. Honest opinions, right talk, here. Talk about the Lions running. This is game a trust the circle that we are in. <laughs> I want to yell at Matt. Kenny Galladay, Karrion Johnson. Give me give me some shit. Matt Patricia. Maddie Pat? I want to yell at Matt. Okay. What's wrong I, with Matt Patricia? All right, Vince, Vince, I want you to pretend that I'm Matt Patricia. Tell me what I have done to wrong you. No, literally, Vince, I need 30 seconds on fantasy value of the Detroit Lions. All right, uh, really quick. Matt Patricia does not realize that we should have our running backs just run the fucking ball. We need, we That's need, a novel idea. We need him to run it. He is so good he can run the ball. But carry on, Johnson. As you carry on, I'm sorry. As you, Matt Patricia, who's not Matt Patricia, <laughs> I want you to know something. You're much more Matt Patricia than I am. <laughs> With, you just need a pencil in your ear, and you are Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Matt's fucking running game is on point. He just needs to let it happen. Okay. Just let it happen. Okay. How about Kenny okay. Galladay? What do you think about Kenny Galladay? Ooh, Kenny like Galladay is literally the is a babytron. Next coming of fucking Megatron. Ooh. He will be. He's going to Tron up less than from two, baby to Less Mega. than two seasons. He will be matching Megatron's numbers. All right. You heard it here first, guys. Less than two seasons. No, so I, I totally agree. Uh, Kenny G has been fantastic playing the smooth jazz and fantasy uh, leagues everywhere. And I really like Carrion Johnson, and I think he's proved that over the past couple games he can be that runner. But Vince is right. Without Matt Patricia actually going to them full-time, they're just part-time lovers. 
What a great reference. That's the song I'm referencing, by the way. It's the song. Hey, Lionel. What a great reference. So, so now we've got one last segment, which is just deep players to consider. And I'm only picking guys of wide receiver and running back uh, positions. So That's let's go all over you really them. care about? Yeah, yeah. Let's go over them real quickly. So uh, wide receiver, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, he was a guy who really hadn't played at all. You did not all. put enough Z's in that name, Dave. I don't really even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I feel like I'm not... Uh, Scantling. I'm not good enough to pronounce this name. However, he no, had... the next name is much tougher. He had seven receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown in week five. Now, clearly with Randall Cobb out and, uh, and with Geronimo Allison out and multiple other people having injuries uh, or being limited, that, that's a reason why he was in there. So... Um, is this a guy that you can count on going forward? Is this a guy you should pick up? Or is this a guy that uh, is going to go fading right back into the pines because Randall Cobb and Allison are going to come right back in? So, Jason, what have you heard about the injury status of those guys? And would you pick up Scantling or is you le- you're leaving him on the wire? Uh, so I have not checked the Packers injury report as I Google that right now. So you didn't try to pick him up from leagues in this this. I do wise. like uh, – Valdez Scantling, I did not really try to pick him up because clearly okay at wide receiver in most in most leagues. However, <laughs> I do like. Sorry, uh, we just spilled the whiskey. It's fine. I do like Valdez Scantling. No worries. Because if these guys are out, clearly he is a target that Rogers is okay with right now. That Rogers wants to uh, go ahead and use. Um, because, you know, he had seven catches last week in a week where Rodgers didn't have anybody. So I'm okay with Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, being a guy that you can plug in this week, next week, uh, as long as, like, Randall Cobb's not playing, as long as Geronimo Allison's not playing. So, um, you know, I, I like Marquez. Okay. Uh, Kiki Kuti, one of my favorite guys. Uh, especially uh, favorite players to say their name. Uh, six for 51 in week five. He was amazing last uh, the previous week with like 11 receptions. And he's been just great uh, recently. Now, Houston with Deshaun Watson, even though Glenn in the chat room doesn't really like him, I got to say, uh, he's been passing the ball around. He's been doing a really good job. And I think it continues. So I talked about Ryan Griffin. I mean, he may or may not be a valid tight end one going forward. Yeah. But QT... Will Fuller, Hopkins, all those guys, when they're healthy and playing, are playable guys in your roster. My biggest problem with Houston is that they have terrible play calling. So, obviously, Watson likes throwing it to QT, and that's a good pickup. Um, I'm just worried about the long-term health of the team based on the play calling. There was some awful play calling in the game on Sunday night. Yeah, I agree. They, they got to work on that. But still, I mean, this is fantasy-relevant stuff. I mean, the guys are scoring. It is. I just points. feel I feel so frustrated when I look at a team and but go, you have to sep- I can do a better job. But you have to separate your your NFL analysis with your fantasy. Do you pick him up or not? Do you play him or not? I I, I say pick up Kuti. I say you're probably going to start him certainly for bye weeks for injury fill-ins. He may be your WR three on a weak team. Um, so he's a flex player, right? Yes, that's, that's in right. PPR league, he's pretty that's good because right. he gets a bunch of receptions. And if Houston gets their shit together then he could be an every week starter. But I agree, Houston doesn't have their shit together. But as long as Houston has plays from the freaking six-inch line and they line up in shotgun, they are not a smart offense. That might be part of the problem why, you know, Watson hasn't done as well as he has in in last year, for example, is because the play calling is trying to rein everything in. It's, I don't know what the play calling is trying to do. It's like... (laughs) It's not good. He lines up in shot, he lines up 
to take a sneak and he stands there for 20 seconds and lets the defense say, hey, everybody crowd in because he's going to sneak it. Yeah. And then he doesn't change the play call. I don't and they get don't it. call timeout. Like, I, I don't know. They when need, they when need some I more feel smart, I don't feel smarter than most of the people in the NFL. But when I do, I know that there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a red flag. There you go. Uh, Trent Taylor. Uh, this is a guy who went seven for 61 and a touchdown. Uh, that is in week five. And a lot of people might not know who exactly that guy is, right? He's a 49ers wide receiver. And if, if you know what's going on, you've got uh, Goodwin who is injured. Uh, and if even when he is playing, not getting the receptions. You have Pierre Garçon, who's an older guy, 32. Still not that old. Do you think he wouldn't be fantasy relevant? But he's just not he doing... He hasn't been relevant at all He's this not year. doing enough of a good job. So so who is that chemistry going to from uh, from uh, Who's the Beathard? other guy? Well, well from C.J. Beathard, it's going to George Kittle. And he also likes Kyle Juszczyk. Right. Uh, so the tight ends... Uh, well, no, Juszczyk, technically a fullback. The, the tight ends and fullbacks and backfield people. And then... Uh, uh, Trent Taylor is the other guy who those targets are going to. So right now we're seeing uh, kind of an uptick with him. So uh, 8.7 average yards per reception, 7 for 61, uh, one touchdown. I think you have to look at these because CJ is going to be the quarterback the whole rest of the year. There will be no Jimmy Garoppolo. And so here's what you're looking at, guys. You're looking at Taylor maybe being a WR3 on your team. And if you don't pick him up now, you'll never get him again. I said that about uh, someone else, Calvin Ridley, and you'll never get him again. <laughs> You're right because Calvin Ridley is, uh, you know, was picked up by everybody. It started by everybody. Running backs. Uh, I've got Ronald Jones taking over the starting spot from Peyton Barber, perhaps. Uh, Peyton Barber has been terrible on that team. Ronald Jones is the rookie that they wanted to start off. This is a guy who you should, again, pick up on your team because even if he doesn't end up doing it, well, just one more wide receiver – or, sorry, uh, waiver back. wire swap that you can do. Ronald Jones, the second or whatever? Yes. Yeah, in Tampa. Uh, Latavius Murray, because we don't know how long Dalvin Cook will be out. Will Murray be a good flex position? Maybe. He's been getting that kind of average flex position play, uh, but he's still a good guy to sit on your bench if, if he's not available. Uh, you shouldn't trade for him or anything, but you could pick him up. And then my last guy is a is a I think a really good pick right now because Lamar Miller has not been doing very well, uh, and someone else should take that job. So Deontay <laughs> Deontay Foreman, who uh, was out last year with an Achilles, I believe, is now back or will be next week or this week. I'm not sure. So I think he'll be able to grab that job from an underperforming Lamar Miller, or at least take enough of it to become a valuable fantasy play. I mean, I, I see De Deontay Foreman coming back, but I think that the work is going to stay at least for the next few weeks with Alfred Blue. Well, you know how this works. And I Clearly, wish I had Lamar quote, Miller and then the backup. Up. You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> Lamar Miller and the backup, right? But if Foreman comes in and starts performing, he'll inch away that work. And the point is, uh, this is the kind of conversation we want to have, right? Pick up a guy before everyone picks him up. Right. I just, you know, as we've discussed... You he doesn't know, like I, Houston. I just mentioned the Houston offense. I don't trust them to run the offense correctly. No, but they still score a bunch of fantasy points. So. DeAndre Hopkins is amazing despite 
what is around him, not because of it. Look, if, if an offense can make a, a number three wide receiver fantasy viable, even with bad, bad play calling, then it's an offense to look at. And that is this offense. You need to look at it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much talent there. I want to be a part of it. I want these guys on my team. So, you know, I'm all for Houston doing well. I just want them to be good at what they do. I agree. All right. Well, we've had a fun time. Uh, I, I want to give Jason the final thoughts tonight. It is his birthday. So, Jason. Guys, I want you all to enjoy watching football this week. I want you to have a beer. I want you to hang out with some friends. And I want you to drink five. Well, I appreciate that, Jason. What do you think, Vince? I've enjoyed my time with you guys. <laughs> I'm glad you like being here. I cannot wait to come back. I always enjoy being here. I always enjoy being with you, Vince. Cheers, guys. That, that's a little weird because we don't know what you mean over the air. I, no, I just enjoy I'm it. I'm just going to let that hang. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs>